The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 16, 2021. Let's talk trademarks in the cigar industry. It's always an issue. Year after year, it gets complicated. What brand owner calls their cigar brand or size, and they have to take it off the market. It gets crazy. Let's talk about that today. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Before we start my normal rigmarole, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Nicholas Perdomo III. Ah, happy birthday, Nicholas. I texted him this morning. but Mr. Nicholas, because he calls me Mr. Dave. I don't think it has to work that way. (laughs) I don't think it goes to the younger. I think he's just showing respect for the older. He's awesome. Much, much older. Much. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right. Waiting to bring this on to the show. Finally, it's going to happen because we are going to start selling the cigar on Monday. Barry, tell us about it. Well, today's first cigar is the United Series Unitas Aladino Cigar Bar. It's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco, exclusively for United Cigars. The size is 6x50, and it's a Honduran Puro featuring 100% authentic Corojo tobacco. A single cigar bar, which consists of three cigars, retails for $29.99, while a sleeve of six bars, a.k.a. 18 cigars, is $159.99, which comes out to just $8.88 per cigar, and that's a savings of about $20 or 11% off the box price, or in this case, the sleeve price, on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, 100% authentic Corojo, grown at JRE's uh, farm. It says ingredients, because it's, it's a bar, it has ingredients on it. Nice. Ingredients are tobacco leaves, no artificial flavoring or colors. Any preservatives in there? No. It does not say. The blend is 100% authentic Corojo grown in Honduras. But serving size is one per one cigar. There's three servings. No calories. How many calories? Calories is zero, zero fat, zero (laughs) saturated fat, zero trans fat, 100% flavor, and total body, 100%, strength, you saw this. You've seen I the I saw thing. it, and I don't necessarily agree with the strength on the back All of that. All right. There's a strength percentage. A percentage? Percentage. Yeah. So what, like 50% would Correct. be five? Yes. Well, 50. Is it 50? No, no it's 90. 90. What? So the, the strength was obviously 
Made by Dave. Dave. It was yeah. not. I, I have very little to do with this besides <laughs> paying, paying for it. But um, it's awesome. Um, Oliver did the design work mm. and, and um, picked it with. So he Uso. does do something when he's he in his does. office. It always just looks like he's so just, just like solitaire. The, this is not how candy bars are today. Mm. They're all one right. thing because the but machine ends up slide doing. out. Yeah, this was a sleeve that went yeah. on top of the foil that kept it fresh. So here we have the sleeve. So they're going to be fresh. So they stay fresh. And the serving size is one cigar, but like a fat guy, I You're went back to back yesterday. So for me, the serving size was two. Yeah, because yeah. there wasn't separation between the servings. I like the cigar bar concept because it's. It's a neat way to bring three cigars with you inside your, you know, the inside jacket pocket. You just tuck right. it in there, and you got three cigars. This is a much better sharing option than, say, a Calibra. We were talking about those yesterday, right? Right. When you, you already have yours, Ed Sullivan? Yes. Okay. Um, and so it's foiled inside, and then inside that, it's cellophane on top of that. Can't be any fresh. Double wall protection. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. So here it is. Here, here's an Aladino Corolla. We all know it and love it. I've been with a few girls that need double wall protection. And box press it. <laughs> Hi. Yes. What, what's great yeah. about Barry is he tells the joke that was obvious to begin with and then laughs at it. Yes, yeah. he finds it. Funny. But I let it go because people are thinking, like, I can't believe he let that go. So it was delayed. It was like I pulled <laughs> no. the pin, waited. Nobody was thinking that. <laughs> Nobody. All right, looks good. Uh, secondary being on it, series, series, Unidas, uh, United Series. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Nicholas Perdomo Jr. The third. The third. The third. Nicholas <laughs> the third. Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. Excellence. And Pino says he was thinking that. All right. Well, you're in good company there, Barry. I like Pino. Cold drawer, cedar, flavor bomb. There's some cedar. There's a lot of cedar. I've had this cigar now. I've gone through a pack, so I've had three of them. Mm. I was in South Carolina, and I had one before you. You did. <laughs> and, and you said it, and you did, and I'm like, where the hell? What the hell? You smuggled it? <laughs> smuggled it. I did have the initial samples like two years ago mm. of the just, just a sample of how, how is it going to be because he never did it before. He never box-pressed his Corojo. Let's see. Are you happy with it? I was thrilled. Yeah. He was thrilled. He was amazed what happened to the cigar. It's different. It's different than the other. So let's give it a light. I'm dying. We're going to light our cigar today with the Blizzard by Vertigo featuring single action. You press the button down. The lid pops open. Three jets come alive, protected by double wall protection. You And you already made your joke, Barry. Yes, yeah, so so I'm going to let it go this you time. You can let that go. But if you were Jonathan, you probably need double wall Those protection. Those... Jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. And at the bottom, you get an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $9.99. That is the Blizzard by Vertigo. Hey, Dave, Ted Hughes wants to know if you're the Willy Wonka of the cigar industry. I've been called He's wonky. Worse. I've been called worse. <laughs> Would that make Jonathan an Oompa Loompa? <laughs> yeah. 
Oompa. Anybody watching this <laughs> is going to wonder why you're making such a statement. So this is out now because it's it's about Halloween, right? I was a big fan of Halloween. What a surprise. That you would go out after supper and go to people's houses and they gave you candy <laughs> was like mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And just go to the next house and more. And I'd have a big giant bag and I'd just keep going around. i go... Who invented this? How did this end up happening? It was the most remarkable thing. And then pour it on the kitchen table after, and oh, my God, I'd be sick. I'd eat all that, you know, not all of it, but I'd eat a lot, way too much candy, and I'd get, be getting yelled at, don't stop eating that. You're going to get sick. I didn't get sick. I so just your, got, uh, your parents just let you eat as much as you wanted? Yes. There was no... Obviously. There was no... You can only have two? No. No. Dave, this is too good to let it go because here's what John Via asks. Is there a golden ticket inside? Ah. Now. Not that I know of. But there might be next year. We Maybe. can't tell you. Because the idea is every year a different thing. So <laughs> it's, it's going to improve and things will go. It's going to be hard to improve because home run. I guess we could say they set the bar. They set the bar. Barry, they, they actually <laughs> did. It is a bar and they set it. Um what do people do? So Monday comes along. Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Eastern time. But if you hit refresh on the two guys' main page, probably starting around 10 to 10, you'll see the graphic appear to buy them. So all you listeners, 10 to 10. But you go to twoguyscigars.com, right on the main page, you're going to see a graphic for the cigar bar. You click that, it'll take you to the page. You can buy a three-pack for twenty nine ninety nine. But you're going to want to buy at least one sleeve, probably two sleeves. Maximum two Maximum sleeves. Maximum two sleeves. But and what, remember when we were trick-or-treating as kids and you would go to the house that had the best candy? Yes. And you knew that house had the best candy. Yes. And at the end of the night, you would hit that house a second I time? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, see, I, yeah. Yeah, I was a true fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is- Dave, you're not nearly fat enough for Barry. <laughs> I, I, story. Had a, I had a route, and that would have been way far to go back to... That, that original place. This is the candy that I would go back to twice to get more. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a second time this has been done. It was done on, a long time ago. Um, and the problem was with um, our friends from Hershey. I'll call them friends from Hershey. Because we had a uh, mutual under, misunderstanding. <laughs> I don't think they misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, they didn't misunderstand a damn thing. <laughs> That I was paying homage to the vintage look of... And you could have made that argument in court, and you may have won. It would have cost you more than what you sold in cigar bars, right. but you may have won. Yeah, I got scared. Not much scares me, but mm-hmm. that one scared me. That that was a, a big envelope full of all the... They had all the links and everything and pitches... Uh, and videos, everything that was put out. It cost him several thousand dollars to get that thing together to to do that cease and desist. Uh, I I had to clean myself up after. I got scared. You used one of the papers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But they were very nice. They said, just just stop, and uh, it goes away. And I said, okay, do you want me to destroy it? And they said, take it offline so people can't see it off there. We got rid of the videos. We just got rid of everything we could possibly do. And... In the stores, we just sold the rest that were, that were there, uh, so that was it. And I was spooked for a long time. 
uh, and didn't do it. So here it is. Here's the return of it, uh, which uh, the issue was trademark issue. The trademark was the color of the brown on the, the, uh, the color of the silver, the font style, which wasn't the same font, but the font style. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about the brown color? Was that a brown point? was an issue? Everything was an issue. Like if really. it was if it was Milano two, he went with Milano one. I mean, the, right. the font was pretty damn close. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about because what trademark is is confusion to the public, and the argument I would have made is: Is there anybody confused that my cigar bar was confused to a Hershey bar? That you'd say, oh, my God, uh, if I was trying to sell Dave's chocolate bar and it looked like that, I get it. But the confusion was it's a totally different product. If you made an automobile look like a Hershey bar, would, would there be an issue there? But you could make the argument, if you're them, that the confusion is that it looks enough like their product that it looks like they endorsed it, which I, that, that may have been... Whatever they they win. They I didn't lose. want to be associated with your product. Yes. Now the second argument that happens is that people in the cigar industry say you're marketing to children mm. because children eat candy and children eat apples and children eat Paint all chips. kinds and of things. They eat weed gummies. Right. <laughs> I think that's more of a problem. Correct. Taking the product of the cookie, the the candy bar, and putting nicotine in it would be, okay, mm -hmm. now you're going for that. Or putting a gummy bear <laughs> and putting marijuana in it. Now you this is yeah. going to children. This is quite the opposite of that in, in my thought process of it. We're not marketing this to children. We're marketing to adults what could be perceived as a child product if you wanted to call candy a child a candy bar a child product i don't know if that candy bar is a child right. product do more children eat hershey bars than adults i don't uh, know what the I answer would say is probably not adults eat more hershey bars i think bars. full size chocolate bars i think that's more of an adult thing than yeah. a kid thing so anyway that's the argument to there if anybody's going to go there uh you know, I've, I've, I've had to nauseam um, the first time I did it, and uh, I know people st are still saying things in there. Obviously, I don't want to hurt the cigar industry. I'm having fun with Halloween for adults. So, that's Dave, if, if I come to your office and say trick or treat, are you going to give me one of these? It's possible. On I'm going to try it. On Halloween night. Oh, what day? It is. If the lights are on, I could turn the lights uh, off. It's I'm a think Sunday. I'll have to come to your house. I'm yeah. thinking of putting a sign on my door have COVID so people don't know. <laughs> uh -huh. You could just do the universal symbol for I'm not playing this game and just turn your porch light off. Yeah, people still don't. All right, so let's talk trademarks. Trademarks can be confusing. Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran. Who has a trademark to Raisin Bran? Don't look it up. Post. It's my best guess. Post Raisin Bran. We all know Post Raisin mm -hmm. Bran, but you know there's also Kellogg's Raisin Bran, and there's also Total Raisin Bran. Mm. So which one of them has Raisin Bran, and how is it allowed that they're all Raisin Bran? Skinner's was the first raisin brand on the market back in 1920. While that brand was once trademarked, it was later ruled that it could not be, be trademarked because raisin brand is merely a description of the ingredients 
qualities and characteristics, which means it cannot be granted an exclusive trademark. Mm-hmm. So Raisin Bran, you want to come out with Mr. Jonathan's Raisin Bran, it's okay. Yeah, I think the I trademark don't. office often does that. They give somebody a trademark and then later say, no, never mind, we shouldn't have done that. What if they give them their money back? Probably not. Probably not. It's the government. Right. Um, cigar trademarks have always been an issue. So what is a trademark? Let's get into that. A trademark can be any word, phrase, symbol, design, or combination of these things that identifies goods or services, according to the USPTO, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office. A trademark is a typical is a type of intellectual property consisting of a recognizable sign, design, or expression which identifies the product or service from another. Although trademarks used to identify services are called service marks. So not to be confused with SM, service mark, right? A trademark owner could be an individual, business organization, or a legal entity. A trademark can be located on the package, the label, the voucher, or the product itself. For the sake of corporation identity, trademarks are often displayed on buildings. It identifies and recognizes the type of intellectual property that belongs to that company. So it's intellectual property needs to be understood, right? It's property. You must protect your property. The first legislation act concerning trademark was passed in how many years ago? No, uh, 1821. Close as I'm going over. 1266. Damn it. Whoa. I was over. You <laughs> by a lot. Under the reign of Henry III, requiring all bakers to use the distinctive trademark for the bread that they sold. So you'd like carve it into the bread? Put I the mean. R in circle. I don't know how, <laughs> how they did it or, or it's on the packaging or, huh. or whatever, but it had to be trademarked. The first use versus trademark confusion. In the United States, it is not recognition, uh, recognition but actually the, designated, the designation of the mark that creates the rights and property of others, the R and the... Mm-hmm. Uh, thus, the rule is that ownership of a trademark goes to first use, not to first to file, which is very, very interesting. So let's assume I came out with the cigar bar first, which I did, and it's out there. Now, let's take the firecracker, for instance. Mm-hmm. I come out with it first, and there it is. It is not registered trademark. Somebody else goes to register it, and the government allows them to register the trademark. I am first use, and therefore, I go above them. So they're really saying that our our trademark thing means nothing if somebody can prove that they did it first. So proof hmm. of first use. Uh, the symbols of trademark is the R with a circle around it, registered trademark can be used to identify the trademarks. Uh, the R is only for use by the owner of the trademark. So if I was to mention Hershey, I don't put the R. If they mention Hershey, they they mm-hmm. now put the R. If you look at Two Guys Smoke Shop in the logo, there's an R that's in there because it was trademarked way right. back then. Uh, in the United States, the USPTO, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, maintains a database and for research of trademarks. And this is where the cigar industry comes in. It's right there. Uh, USPTO, you go to USPTO.gov. .gov, yes. It's open to the public. 
It's searchable. It's the Trademark Electronic Search System, T-E-S-S. You'll see it in parentheses, and you go on there. 034 is for tobacco products, right? Correct. Mm. And you could look anything up before you come out with that brand, and so you don't have to go to the trade show. And it happens every but that, year. That's so hard. Nobody does it that. It is so easy, and I'm not very good at it at all, but it's so easy to look it up. And also, if you want to look up what's the most recent trademarks in 034 that ends up happening, mm-hmm. you can see in advance, letting everybody in on, on the secret mm-hmm. here, of what new products are coming out. They're posted and, every Tuesday. Yeah. And, and yet, every year, somebody does packaging and comes out with something. And, and they spend so much money doing right. it, and then all of a sudden, it's there. And I've been on the, on the, on the, on the end of, I got the trademark, and there it is, and I feel so bad to contact them. And I know they printed stuff and all that, and I say... But you have to do that. I, I have to protect the, the trademark. That's yeah. how it goes. And I say, oh, geez, I have that. All you had to do was go on there and just search, and boom, there's my name and address and everything that's on there. And they don't do it. And every year at the trade show, every <laughs> time it ends up happening. And I understand some of the things end up being a size and something that you would never think. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes you're, you're picking the oddest brand in the world. No chance anybody ends up having it. And I've thought of these crazy ideas before, and I go on there and go, nobody ever did that for sure. It's too crazy. I don't think I'll even do it, but let me just look. And I look, and somebody's got it. So you have to actually check. You well, there's spend- been times when you, you've, I don't know how you do it, but you have trademarks that you're looking for, for when they go up. Yes, when and, they run out. And then you scoff them up, and yeah. that's how you've got some, some of your brands. It becomes dead, and it becomes available for other people to end up taking. Then that person has a whole long long time to end up fighting and say, oh, I missed the deadline. I don't mm. want you to do it. So it's not necessarily yours either. So you got to let another year go by. You think you got the trademark, but this guy can go on there and battle. Anybody can battle over the trademark before it happens. Right. As of eight years ago, do you know which cigar company owned the most trademarks? And this came from a well-known cigar trademark lawyer at the time? Eight years ago. Yeah. I'm going to say if I gave you 20 guesses, you would never guess. Really? Altadis? Nope. Davidoff? Nope. Jose Dominguez? Nope. I saw a lot on Perdomo. Yeah, nope. Why don't you just tell us instead of saying nope? Gurkha? Wow. Oh, that makes sense. Gurkha has lot. the most Rocky Patel is probably right up there, too, because mm-hmm. there's so many Rocky Patels. <clears throat> Gurkha comes out with a cigar one, the trademark, and they'll come out with like one box of it just to <laughs> have the trademark working. But when I did the trademarks for a cigar company, everything we tried was owned by Kaiser, Kaiser, Kaiser. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, well, you have to actually come out with the product. So Barry's mentioned, even if he comes out with one box, because you have to show first use of the product. And sometimes you have to do that. You have to do that actually before you're granted a trademark. So you're trying to apply for the trademark. You can't finish the application without showing the use of it. So you have to come out with the product before, but you certainly should look it up before you go to print yeah. or else you're in big big trouble here. Dave, uh, Dave yeah. Nick McTurner wants to know our trademarks country-specific. There's, there's federal, there's worldwide trademarks, mm-hmm. and then there's U.S. Uh, 
trademarks. Yeah, when you search for it on USPTO, there's two drop-down boxes. One of the drop-down boxes has to be international class. Mm. Yeah. Um, in the United States, a federal trademark could be potentially last forever. However, it has to be renewed every 10 years. That's weird, right? It says it lasts forever, but it needs to be renewed. Well, they need some more money. Yeah. So I think well, and I, I have to imagine they need to make sure that it's still in use. Again, I think that that comes up to I watch the trademark end up not getting renewed. I buy into it. And then um, this guy that already had the trademark that it lapsed still has a certain amount of time to mm. uh, still have it. It can last forever. And, he, and they can battle me now and say, no, that's my trademark. You shouldn't have it. Um, because they had first use. Again, going back to first use of it. Uh, filing a trademark for your business name at the U.S. Patent Trademark Office will cost you between $225 and $600 um, plus legal fees if you're going through um, a lawyer to do it. I've done it both ways. I did it myself. I've done it with lawyers. Now I just do it with lawyers because for a few hundred dollars, let them do it too because yeah. cross the T's, dot the I's, you know, take care of all that uh, is the way to go. All right, so that is the beginning of the trademark, so you understand what trademarks are. Let's talk about the cigar a little bit. Um, this is the Cigar Bar. This year, it's the limited release. It is the Aladino Corojo. It's a 6x54 box pressed, 3 to a bar. See, we've, had, we've had it. Is it different than yes, the round one? 100%. Absolutely. It burns right? much slower. It burns truer. It's more elegant. The flavors are more balanced. I'm getting graham, crap, graham cracker, a little bit of chocolate, some caramel, and a boatload of cedar. Are you hungry? I'm hungry. Yeah. Is graham cracker trademarked? Is that a company like Nabisco's graham cracker or anybody? It's a graham cracker, therefore, just a thought. Uh, weirdly, just, I was looking at that at one point. Really? That is very weird. <laughs> it might have been. It might have come up on Snack at the Really? Okay. I'll have to check that on the break. There's so many. There's a lot of different people that have graham crackers. It's not okay, like raisin bran. Right. Okay. It's a type of cracker. You're describing the type of cracker. Mm -hmm. Now Ritz cracker. That's oh. a buttery cracker, but it, no one else has Ritz. Good, Ritz is Ritz. Good cracker. Good cracker, says uh, Andy Griffith. <laughs> good cracker. Andy Griffith. The uh, combustion so line on this is oh, fantastic. I, I, I'm going to put this. Two years. Age two years. Mm. Easily. Because Very. that's how. Lo I'm saying the, the wrapper, thing, the wrapper thing, itself this is more came than out that. This should have came out last year. It was all set. Then the problem becomes COVID and, and packaging and all, all that baloney slows it down. So uh, it's ready to go right now, I'll tell you that. All right, let's go to break. We're ready to go, too. When we come back, the biggest trademark battles in the cigar industry. There's two of them that I can think of that are the biggest ones. And um, it costs fortunes for both of them. We'll talk about that and lots more. When we get to it in just a minute, right after these commercials, we're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-age Dominican Viso and Lijero. 
all finished inside a breathtaking five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And thank you to him for uh, 
trying, trying in on this uh, first one that put his toes in the water with us. We're back. We're smoking the Cigar Bar 2021. It is Aladino box pressed Corojo, and we're talking trademarks. Welcome back, everybody. Looking up some stuff uh, during during break. Oyster crackers. Oyster crackers is a trademark. Yeah, it looks like. Um there's a whole bunch of them, you know, where they're trademarking it with some other word in conjunction with it, like fancy oyster crackers, select soup and oyster crackers. Well, why why would you get another oyster cracker other than the fancy one? And you're looking at two <laughs> oyster crackers. But what if I'm putting it in soup? Wouldn't I want what, soup and why, oyster crackers? Are you crackers? a basic bitch? Get the fancy ones. Because <laughs> they say fancy. We see it in the cigar industry that some people make Toscano-style cigars how do you get away with that if that's the brand name uh but there's ways around these things and those are the ways uh some of the ways around it so uh okay two big trademark battles that i can recall uh the first one was opus x ed you remember opus x right? oh yeah december 31st 1996 Opus One Winery sues Dominican Cigar Company over Opus X Cigars. Two giants of the wine industry and the cigar business start butting heads over the name Opus. Opus One, Robert Mondavi, joint venture, has sued Fuente Cigars Limited. Opus One, Robert Mondavi, a California general partnership plaintiff, versus suing Fuente Cigars Limited, a foreign corporation, Fuente Newman Premium Cigars Limited, a Florida corporation. Now, let me defendant. ask you, because at the time when that first went out, I thought uh, Mondavi had something to that claim. Of course. Right, it because was obvious they're both me. luxury products. Yep. Yeah, it seemed obvious. Yep. But who's the winner? So in night in nineteen, who do you think the winner was? There's Opus Cigars <laughs> out now. Nineteen ninety one, ninety two, Fuente develops a new cigar and identifies as that it as Fuente Fuente Opus X, registered in the United States Patent and Trade Office on July twenty third, nineteen ninety six. Scott came out before that, but by mm-hmm. the time that registration went out, according to Fuente, the mock has substantially evolved into Fuente Fuente Opus X. It was disputed. Uh, disputed whether the X in Opus X was properly or commonly misunderstood or understood to designate the Roman numeral or the alphabetical character. Mm. So is it Opus 10, which is what Mandavi said it is? We have Opus 1. You're coming out with Opus 10. I don't think so. Uh, the X was just to be X is what uh, Fuente, Fuente said. Not- and, I, and I will give them props because it was sold to us in 1992 as Opus X. And and they have a few X-rated sizes in that line. Yes, (laughs) Yes, they do. And they've been very protective of that X over time. Yeah, they win a lawsuit, and then they go and break everyone in the cigar industry's balls over it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) But yet you can say 10, but you can't use the Roman numeral X, Mm -hmm. is what they argue. Not many people have ever gone to court with them over this. It's like, okay, the guy with the most biggest pockets well fuente is doing really good but they ain't robert mondavi no and they went to battle with them and opus one california general corporation whose trademark is opus one in 1995 opus one acquired the rights to use opus one in regards to tobacco products Hmm. from a german company that they were selling pipe tobacco to under that name uh 
In June 2, 1995, Opus One filed an application with the United States Patent and Trademark Office to use Opus One mark for other tobacco products, uh, which started this lawsuit. On, Op- on October 2, 1996, Opus One um, initiated a trademark infringement action against Fuente in the United States District Court of California. Fuente uh, subsequently filed a a judgment judgment action in court against them. The two actions were combined when the California uh, California action was transferred to court. Later, it was called, their brand became Napa. So Mm -hmm. Fuente wins and says, you can't come out with Opus One Cigar. And it becomes Napa, which later goes away. That was a cigar boom brand. Do you remember that no, at all? I don't no, remember that. You remember Napa? So, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, just make sure I have the facts straight on this. Opus One sues them over the use of what they believe is Opus Ten. Fuente wins, counter sues, and says, "Well, it goes, now it happens together." But okay, now they, we can't counter sue. Sure, but now you can't use Opus. In, in a cigar in a brand, cigar, because, because now we have opus, we have opus X. in the cigars. Correct, absolutely true. So that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm, I'm <laughs> using two guys smoke shop in the tobacco industry. If somebody wanted to open two guys smoke shop pizzeria, they can because I got two guys smoke shop as tobacco. But I also have two guys by itself, which took a lot of years to get that. Yes, that's one of the trademarks I was thinking of. Yeah. That you waited on. And what do I have that associated with? All depends. Now, the problem was, by the time I got it, there was a Two Guys pizza already. And there was Two Guys um, dip and the Two Guys garage. And there was some things that already existed. But anything further that comes out there, whether I protect it or not, uh, because who knows? I have two, Two Guys beef jerky, right? We have yeah. we have two guys chocolate bars, we do, and they're not going for ch- going after children. They're real chocolate bars, and a child can eat it if they want. They just can't come in the store to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to it. This trademark thing, and I got more to talk about uh, later on. But right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from my friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) In 1883... Henry Zeglin broke off his engagement with his fiancée, to which she responded by taking her own life. Her brother was so enraged that he set off to kill Henry, shooting him before taking his own life. However, it turns out he was a bad shot and only grazed Henry, leaving him alive while he himself had died. The bullet lodged in a tree, and 20 years later, Henry went to chop down the tree with his son. The tree, which was so dense that they wired it with dynamite, and when it exploded, it sent the bullet flying, killing Henry wow. with a shot to the temple. That's only not only karma, it's asylum. 
Wow. True huh. story? True story. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it must be true. Jonathan sent it to me. It was uh, Ripley, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not at one time. Uh-huh. True that's, story. That's comma. He was meant to get shot. Dave, right? Whiskey Miser, is he okay opening two non-gender smoke shop? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's okay. The word would be guys. Would yeah, be so. the, the issue. I, I, I mean, he could do two non-binary people smoke shop <laughs> yeah, as well if he wants. That would be fine. Yeah. I wonder, like, two guys now is looked upon negatively. I don't I, know. Yeah. I guess fine. Whatever. It's, yeah, you're not changing. I don't think right. very many people in the cigar industry give a shit. Right. Right. Um. I've been. I had to protect that trademark many times. Yeah, you have. Somebody opened two guys cigars down in Florida. He was an attorney. I call him and I go, "Don't do this." No, I think we'll be okay. And I go, "All right." And he had to take his signs down and all that after. Somebody else contacted you about Dos Ombre, right? Yes. And you told him fine. Which was a liquor company, right? It you, wasn't a yeah, cigar product. It, it's tequila. Or what did it Masclaf? Mescal. Mescal. Mescal, yeah, Mescal. Uh, right, you told them fine, but don't make any cigars. Yes. And uh, I tried to work with them after. It was, they were movie stars. They were yeah. top guys and stuff. And uh, They weren't interested. They, they sold it for a lot of money real fast. <laughs> they bought in, they made it popular, and they sold out real fast. Uh, but anyway, it's out there uh, also. Um the other, so Opus X was a big one. I remember that. Ed, you remember that as, oh, that, yeah. as that went through. Uh, the second one is Cohiba. That this, one was interesting yeah. with the Cuba connection. And there's, a, there's a whole book on this uh, by the lawyer, the chief legal officer, um, De La Grana is his last name. I have the book. I read it. Um, I tried to get him actually on the show after I read the book and wasn't able to uh, get content because he does speak English, but it never happened uh, as of yet. But fascinating book of this um, long process that went through. Uh, Very interesting. 1966, the cigar was made for Fidel Castro in 1966. Cohiba Lancero, um, the reason for that is Fidel Castro was feared that he he feared that he was going to be poisoned by a cigar. So he wanted a special cigar that nobody else had and know that this is in the, a certain roller that had to be the roller that ended up doing it, and that was it. And later the cigar became Trinidad, that they ended up doing the Trinidad just for Fidel Castro. Uh, it was also not just for the Fidel Castro, but he would give it out to as gifts, uh, to diplomatic gifts, um, the Cohiba brand. Which, uh, based on what you had said earlier, if he's giving it away at this point, it's not a sale, therefore it's not a trademark, right? First, first use. use. Doesn't say sale, first use. Not first sale, first use. So I don't think sale has anything to do with it. Okay. Um, this cigar developed in cult status, and this is before our time, this is 66, but it was very culty. Later, we saw that cult happen with Trinidad, mm-hmm. the same exact thing. So at least we lived through that part of it. But 1982, uh, it was first released commercially for sale, but not in the U.S. due to the embargo against Cuba, proposed by John Kennedy in 62. So 82, Cuba's actually selling this product now at that point in many sizes of it. 
1978, Oscar Beruvian owned Mike Cigars in Florida, if you remember that. He's passed away since. He before he worked for was it Mike an exploding Cigars, tree and a bullet that got him? No, not at all. <laughs> no, he worked for Edgar Cullman, who owned General Cigar as a rep, and then later owned his own cigar store, which was Mike Cigars. Um, and Oscar told Mike Cigar told uh, Edgar Cullman about this brand Cohiba, and that the brand was not registered in the United States. So immediately, Edgar Cullman registers on March 13, 1978, he registers Cohiba as a brand. Using the trademark has not been produced in the United States, in the, in the American market. He produced a cigar in the Dominican Republic without a band on it. Just a bare cigar, but these are Cohibas, and made some sales initially to the Dunhill shops that were across the country. One was in Boston, exclusively to them. Not really wanting to put the brand out, but had to show use sure. of, the, of the cigar and open the market up in a large scale in 1997. Now, the cigar boom's going on in 97, and then the cigar becomes in large scale of it. Uh, Cohiba is... Um, this Cohiba would not... As they promoted it, it is not related to the Cuban product, but in name only, containing mm. no Cuban tobacco and a red dot in the O, because General Cigar owned a brand called Red Dot. Yeah. Now I go way back to that one. This is the only Cohiba you can that sold legally in the United States, but whose trademark is it? So now the battle starts. The lawsuit starts 25 years ago when Cuba Tobacco, owners of the Cuban Cohiba trademark sues General Cigar for its use of the Cohiba name in the United States. General Cigar registered Cohiba in 1981 and then registered the trademark in 1995 in response to the Cuban uh, trying to cancel US, the U.S. version of the trademark, which had happened in respects that there was a hold put on it, and we couldn't actually get any Cohibas in those years yeah, and that's an interesting one because there's zero question as to whether it created confusion in the marketplace because it surely did. It did. It but Cuba never had a use in the United States, therefore they would have no claim. But they had right? a global trademark. Did they? Yes. Yes. I believe that the first time that Cuba got a global trademark but it's not, was... It's not you looked at in the United States of whatever Cuba does doesn't get looked at mm -hmm. over okay. there. In March 2004, Judge Robert Sweet in the U.S. District Court of New York cancels General Cigar's trademark of Cohiba, ruling in favor of Cuba Tobacco, 2004. That was the year... There is no Cohiba in the U.S. In 2005, General appeals it. The Cuba, uh, and then the U.S. Appeals Court rules Cuba embargo prohibits Cuban companies from acquiring the property of the U.S., which now gives back the trademark to General Cigar. It's a tennis match at this point. Correct. Cuba Tobacco appeals that, and this will go back and forth. December 2009, Judge Sweet, the same judge, once again rules in favor of Cuba, this time rules in favor of Cuba cigar industry when he issues an injunction against General Cigar to stop selling in Cohiba again. 2009. Was he a communist? 
and sweet rules that Cuba Tobacco is entitled to monetary relief hmm. from General Cigar. So now they even <laughs> want the money that they, they made at that point. Oh, my God. This is getting expensive. In March 2013, General Cigar wins another round, this time before the USPTO Trademark and Appeals Board, which dismisses the petition by Cuba Tobacco and cancels general use of the Cohiba name. So this has been going back and forth. Hmm. The legal battle goes back and forth, and different people win as as it goes on, and it still goes on to this day. And now, Mike, right now, it's okay for Cuba to, to both Cuba and the U.S. to use it. Mike D. Papino brings up an interesting point. He loves that Cuba sues over trademark when they stole every single one of those brands. Not, true, they didn't steal Cohiba. No, from so they, that's true. They, that that was legitimately theirs. Cohiba and Trinidad belongs to them, right? Rightfully. So what I don't do, think you can make the argument. Yes, they 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 stole not only cigar brands; they stole um, the rum fields the, factories, the rum. <laughs> The rum company? What Everything. Is, uh, Bacardi. Bacardi. Bacardi is called Bacardi now, but it was called Havana Club. Right. And now that belongs to Cuba, and Bacardi's <laughs> called Bacardi. So this has been going on and on and on as it goes back and forth. The truth, you know, if you just just take the, the – I'm friends with Edgar Coleman, the late, great Edgar Coleman. He stole the trademark, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And – Cuba stole all the trademarks of H. Opman and Don Diego and, and everything that they stole. A lot of stealing Christo. going on. They stole it. It is, it is what it is and stuff, but the question becomes, what does the government say? What does the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office say? In the meantime, remember, uh, first use right. matters first, and first use, when the embargo lifts, well, now it goes to first use. Oh, Co- Cohiba, Dominican. Goes away because first use, we said earlier on, mm-hmm. but is going to supersede that. So you got to look at General Cigar wishing, the tra- wishing that the embargo never lifts for a lot of reasons. <laughs> One being they're going to lose their, their Cohiba name. But Cuba, why they made Bahique. Yeah, that's, why, that's yeah, what I no, wanted to get into. It's kind of a backup plan. Because in case it goes the other way and the, the embargo lifts and the number one product in Cohiba of cigars is of Cuba is the Cohiba no. name. They come here to the U.S. the number one place where cigars are purchased, and they don't get Cohiba, and it ends up going to them. So they make Cohiba Bahique later turning into just Bahique, right? And say, okay, this becomes now, the next Cohiba. What's stopping somebody from registering Bahique in the U.S. See that, now. from what I understand, and this is a conversation with someone who is not a lawyer mm-hmm. but is connected to the back end of this. The Bahique is the first time that Cuba registered an actual global trademark, mm. whereas Cohiba was registered in Cuba as the trademark. Now, this Cohiba liquor, this Cohiba cosmetics, I know the the person that has those trademarks. There's a lo- Monte Cristo, lots of different things used in other products, uh, and they lend it out to people to make yeah. product. Now, Dave, there's somebody in the chat room whose name I will probably butcher. It looks like Yotan Rosansky Orland says, also there's a type of trademark called geographical indication of origin, such as champagne for sparkling Absolutely. wine. Absolutely. 
for the Champagne region Connecticut, in France. Connecticut for Connecticut seed. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Uh, scotch. Scotch whiskey, right? Any yeah. scotch has to be from Scotland. He, he says Habanos, if he's not mistaken, is such a geographical indication for all cigars originated from Cuba. Well, so I own a trademark, La Giana Havana. Mm. First use of it. I had it many, many years. And um, Alt- Altadis, who controls Cuban tobacco, sues me for La Giana Havana that comes out uh. 10 years before the company is even formed. So obviously, I have the first use of it. But I had the trademark to it also. And they sued me and put a lawsuit against my use of it. And my attorney said, give up the trademark because it's going to cost you way more than you can possibly make on that brand. Let it go, but you have first use of it and keep it going. So I have that. Hmm. Not as a trademark anymore. I have the trademark. I have it, you know, the original trademark of that brand. But the the problem became the Havana of it because it's not from Havana. Now, somebody else, they did that to a whole bunch of people, one of which was Zycar. Zycar had a brand called Havana Collection, HC. (laughs) And they said... We're going to fight this. And I know all about this story because when the lawsuit went against them, my name was on the lawsuit. It was David Garofalo, HC, Havana Club Cigars, Hmm. which I never owned, had anything to do with. But the lawyer must have been just going to the next one and never changed the name, whatever ended up happening. So I ended up getting a lawsuit, which I immediately called them up and said, hey, this ain't me. Uh, and And I called... Uh, Kurt Van Kempel, and I go, hey, just so you know. Yeah, you want to take my name off this? Yeah. Not uh, sharing no, the expense. So that's interesting. Is that why Rainier went with HVC? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead of all the words, right. right? So, But Kurt Van Kempel of Zycar at the time says, I'm going all the way with this thing. And mm. it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Huh. And he won. And my lawyer said, I'll win too. <laughs> but it's you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you got to start doing the math, and you know yeah, it's a you, business. You needed that money for cigar bands. It turned out, right? right. right. Um, I think it's safe to say La Giana Havana has been more successful than HC. Yeah. Um, so he maybe not for him because after he won the battle, General Cigar contacts him and buys it. Mm. General Cigar, the same people that have Cohiba. So now that it gets used in their block now, that they have Cohiba and they have Havana, um, Havana, collection. Havana collection. So hmm. uh, legally they have both right now, but these things can never end. They can continue to battle these things out. Um, funny quick story of um, one other lawsuit that happened with me was using the likeness of a person, which was the people in the Sopranos. Hmm. So... I put a catalog out where you, at the time, I saw that the Sopranos was using CAO when they were uh, smoking on the show. And I made a deal with um, CAO at the time. I called them up and I said, hey, I'd like to give away a coffee mug, a Sopranos coffee mug, with a box of 
these uh, CAOs and shot glasses for this CAO. You want to do a um, 50-50 or something like that, a collaboration yeah. or whatever. They said, yes, so I did it. Then I got a lawsuit. <laughs> now, I bought those um, glasses from HBO, licensed product. Huh. I, didn't, I didn't make them. I bought right. all licensed mm-hmm. product, and I told them exactly what I was doing, and they took my money, and I paid way too much for a coffee mug <coughs> and way too much for a shot glass <laughs> but so that I would legally be doing the right thing. But when I put it in the catalog and showed it in there, the people that control the person that was the pitcher on there had a lawsuit against me. Hmm. And I said, oh, my God, I, I did the right thing. I did this and this and this. He goes, yeah, but, you know, people are calling me every day looking to use Gandolfini in their advertisement, and you just took it upon yourself to just do it. And, uh, you know, we're going to sue you for millions and millions of dollars. As luck would have it, mm. this was a long time ago. And I said, what are you suing me for? And the guy said, $3 million. I said, you might as well make it $30 million. I can't pay the $3 million and I can't pay. I said, it's two guys' smoke shop. It's two guys, you know. And, <laughs> and he let it go. Yeah, you want the nickel now or later? Yes. <laughs> I said, you're just going to shut, you know, shut me down. I still won't be able to pay and uh, knock on wood that that ended up going away. So these things... Always happen, but uh, maybe you're a manufacturer, a brand owner listening, or uh, thinking, consumer thinking of starting your own brand, USPTO.org. Do a little research. Spend five mm-hmm. minutes before you end up naming that brand. Uh, so you've been threatened to be sued many, many, many times, times, and you still keep coming out with shit. Yeah. 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 Some, somebody said when Slow I came learner. out with this, said I thought he would learn his lesson. Uh I did learn my lesson. I learned not to make it look like somebody else's product, but the lesson of making it into a bar, what's wrong with that? No. I'll still make the thing. And again, I'm not going fast. You know, in this great country of ours, anyone can sue anyone for any reason. The question always is, even if you're right, do you want to pay to defend? Smoking the colas here from uh, Smoking Tobacco Podcast. Yeah, she is probably, got, probably for some cigar bars. We got just as many bars. women in here as we have guys right wow. now. That never happens. No, no, usually it's a sausage party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, final thoughts here on the cigar bar twenty twenty one. It's the Aladino box press Corojo. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the number on there and say this is a strong cigar. Yeah, <laughs> you're fun. I, I don't know if I'd go with nine. I'd say an eight out of ten. Yes, yeah. yeah. five or six. Yeah, it's five. If it's five, and this is stronger than the regular Corojo. You said it's the box-pressed regular Corojo. It's the regular Corojo box-pressed. That makes it stronger? That adds I, I nicotine? Say it, I say it is stronger. No? No. The Maduro is stronger than this. The Never Corojo Reserver no. is stronger than this. I want to know on the regular round Corojo, Aladino five Corojo, or six. is a five or six. Yes. Is this stronger or milder than that? It's Strength-wise, it's the same. You flavor, said earlier, flavor, rewind the tape. Flavor-wise, it's much more flavorful. Flavor and strength are two different things. Yeah, we have we have someone that's going to address your uh, overestimations on oh, strength boy. in the mailbag uh, segment later right, on the show. All right, I got I got more to talk on this subject, but let's go to break. When we come back, I can't believe they trademark that. More trademark issues and how to avoid them. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating. Is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, Every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. 
Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Nesto Miranda from Miami Cigar and you are listening to the Cigar Authority And we're back. We're talking trademarks in the cigar industry and in all industries and how to avoid the issues. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. All right, we're going to light the second cigar up. What do we have here? With all due respect to Perdomo, I'm putting this down in protest. Yeah. Um, today's okay. second cigar is the Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aged, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Perdomo Cigars. Did you do this on purpose? We're smoking this on Nicholas Perdomo the third's yes. birthday. Yeah, but I, I actually wanted it to be the Perdomo Champagne because mm -hmm. I wanted to get into Perdomo Champagne and exactly what was mentioned out there that Champagne it's not from the Champagne region of anything. Correct. So with the mm. issue with that, but anyway, it's the Habano. It's part of the care package. Yep, and the size that we're smoking is a 6x54 Epicure, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Cuban seed binder and fillers grown in Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime, and a single will set you back $9.19, while a box of 24 is $183.99, which comes out to just $7.66 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $37, or 17% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-water retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. And usually not an issue with them at all of getting a cigar for the care package, but because of COVID, you know, everybody's had, had it. That's the it was, one set of front marks that he really, I, I believe, can't spare. I mean, we get them down to the wire. We yeah. sometimes sell in the last box, which yeah. never happens with Perdomo. But you know me, how I like to connect the dots here. Yeah, that's yeah. why I wanted that specific I've asked one. Nick a bunch of times, by the way, why Epicure and not Toro? And he, his only answer he's ever given me, I've asked him five times, he says, doesn't Epicure sound cooler than Toro? And I say, yeah, but you call the size below it Robusto like everybody else, mm. and the size above it Churchill like everybody else. Why Epicure? Now, Nothing. why Toro? Why Toro? Why do people call that 6x50 a Toro? Who did that? Who started that? That would be Tiamo. It was Tiamo. Mm -hmm. That was because, a lucky guess because it refers because what to a, a bull. What a, the bull, Toro, Toro, and they end up calling that, and then it catches on for what reason, I don't know, other than Tiamo was a monster at the time, and everybody ended up calling their size Toro because the Toro made sense to Tiamo, mm -hmm. but it, it ends up catching on. Crazy. So Crazy. maybe Epicure will catch on. Maybe. It is a <laughs> better sounding name, right? It's uh, certainly cooler sounding. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. but it Nate, sounds regal. Nick's probably got it trademarked. I'm smoking the Epicure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Howell? All right. That was in my honor, best Howell. So in honor of Nicholas Trey, Nicholas III's birthday, Nicholas Perdomo, uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand up while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. We got Milton here from, I believe he said Kansas. It's kind of a yes. far drive. And I, I wanted to ask him, you really he literally... Was close by. He was in Vermont. Right, so yeah, you had nothing better to do. And he's like, I ah, just swung by on the way by. So it's such an honor. Going to Vermont. I, I don't think he said Kansas. I thought he said Kansas. No. Wichita. Y- yes, Kansas. Yeah. All right, I wasn't paying attention. I, I really, I, I caught it on my way by, and I tried to make a mental note of it. I thought it was Kansas. All right. Cold drawer tastes like peanut butter. All right. No. I got peanut butter. And, no. and usually it's not. Stop. But we just the color, that. The color coordination. He's tasting peanut butter because this has a peanut buttery hue to the band. He does this when it when it's ready. Tastes cinnamon I or whatever do. the hell he says. I agree one hundred percent. No, I do not. Is the cold drawer tasting like your love for Nick? Is that what it is? <laughs> it no, there's a little spice to it. It tastes like yeah. being there. Does it taste like being there? Brings yep. you back. There's a little a little uh, vanilla sweetness coming from the bourbon barrel so, aging on that wrapper. It yeah, tastes no. like Nicaragua. Is that what you're it saying? Tastes like it, it tastes like the the aroma in the factory. Huh. When you go there. Specifically, the aging rooms, when yeah. the, the ammonia has, for the most part, dissipated oh, out of yeah. the cigars, and you walk into that room, and it smells like this. Yeah, We're going to light our cigar with sweet. this, though. All right. This is the Blizzard by Vertigo, featuring single action. You press the button down, the lid pops open, igniting three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have easy adjustment. You get double wall protection, all for the low price of nine ninety nine, how do they do it? Volume. Hmm. Vertigo Blizzard. Ask for it by name. There we go. All right. I can't believe that was trademarked. Well, the one I can't believe is I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe they got that one off the ground. <laughs> that's right, and that and that is um, the phrase. That's hot. Oh boy, Paris Hilton Paris? sued Hallmark over using that's hot. How, do you How know am this? I the gay one on the show? <laughs> it's true. Yes, that's amazing, huh? Imagine. So she said that's hot, and she trademarked it, and it's hers. And she sued Hallmark for the phrase on a greeting card, yeah. and she won. Well, so you I have, in I, I have 2007. To, you got to have swag on your list. So I have to give credit to Ryan Seneca <laughs> in the chat room, because while we were at a commercial break, he brought up the Paris Hilton. Wow. That's hot. Which is why I know it was 2007. All right. All right. And, boy, that's amazing. The first, first <laughs> one on my list, and I have a whole bunch of them. Uh, a photo of the Eiffel Tower at night. Hmm. You know you cannot take a photo of the Eiffel Tower at night because somebody owns that. What? Do whatever the hell I want. Well, you can't do You can't publish it. You can't do anything with it. Somebody owns that right to that. It's copywritten. In the daytime, it's fine. Take all the pictures and use them or do whatever you want. Put them on mugs. Do whatever you want I don't do. even want to travel ever again for the rest of my life, but now I want to go to Paris and I want to take a picture of it. And do something with I'm it? I'm going to post it on MeWe, and they can kiss my ass. <laughs> no, you can't put it and try to sell it or do anything, you know, 
let me put it on a on a mug and sell it. What if it. my what if my face is in the picture? I take a selfie in nope. front of the Eiffel Tower at <laughs> night. You can't do it. Now that's my face. Um, lightning bolt. U S A I N bolts. U S A I N. You spelled bolts. it already. No one understands what you're talking about. You Read mean, the rest of the description. You mean just a sprinter? Tri- Usain, Usain Bolt. Bolt. <laughs> the guy that does yeah. this. Yeah. That's the Heisman Trophy pose he just did. But it's, it's called the lightning bolt, and he owns it as a victory, and nobody else can do it. I wonder if, um, remember, what's his name? Uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Do you think he trademarked the, <laughs> the, the disco of. dance? Not that I know of, but that lightning bolt pose is trademarked. The sound on Law and Order, dun dun mm-hmm. Is trademarked. That should be. That's yeah. the one that makes sense. I'm really? going to put it in my next mix. That, that's but. become a big thing, those audio logos, yep. right? Like uh, Netflix sounds. Oh, they're, they're really become a big wow. thing. Wow. Uh, there was the Nextel beep for a long time, mm-hmm. but that was ended up in a fabulous song. <laughs> Maybe you've got mail. You've yeah. got mail. Yeah. yeah. It's somebody's. That guy got paid every time. No. Every time. Mm-hmm. A fraction of a penny. Yeah. Every time somebody said you got mail on their AOL. Fraction of a penny. Really? Yeah. Reese's orange. The orange color on a Reese's peanut butter cup. That I believe. Can't use it. They own it. The word baggies. So it is a trademark term, baggies, registered. Um, to a drug dealer. I was going to say owned a weed by, company. It's owned by Hefties, a subsidiary of Reynolds Group. Right oh, that's the, the little baggy thing that you put the scraps in. It's on the it used to sit on the counter when you were a kid. Yeah, you know, when you were a kid. When I was a kid, you were an adult. A baggy is the thing you put a sandwich in, right? You put, put yeah. your weed in. You put your weed in. Yeah, and it, it makes sense because baggy would be a good name for a condom company. <laughs> so, do you want it to? Why be Why don't you baggy? double baggy your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, Michael oh, Buffer made a fortune. Four hundred million dollars yeah. in licensing fees. I think he got a hundred for a video game license on that. Hundred million. How about the word face? It's it's owned by Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. You can't use it. Face. Not just Facebook, but the word face. Hmm. Probably in certain contexts. What if you're it drunk? Can you be faced still? <laughs> faced. Yeah. Maybe. But you can't be face. What can't, about if can't I be shit face, but you can be shit faced? Yep. Good to know. Yeah. Dot Vader's breathing. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, that was originally done by a scuba regulator. For those geeks out there that know, um, the phrase "It's on like Donkey Kong" that Mister Jonathan says all the I time. I say it all the time. Did you I do. trademark that? You owe money to somebody. Somebody owns it. Uh, Nintendo actually owns it. The UPS Brown, the T-Mobile Magneta. Magenta. Magenta, the magenta color, yeah. Uh, Tiffany Blue, the color. Yeah, that's... The Hershey Brown, I know all too well. (laughs) The yellow Post-it note. All right. The yellow. Uh, The pink in Barbie. Mm. All trademarked. The term superhero is actually trademarked by two separate companies. Marvel and DC. Correct. Barry Stein. The Apple slide to unlock function. Hmm. No, no <coughs> other phone can use it. It's only for Apple. Uh, I don't know. Right, about that. right to left, but Android phones open bottom <laughs> to top. Right. Yeah. 
the chime sound on the Apple device, that's theirs. The term regulator is a term, uh, realtor, I'm sorry, realtor. I was going to say regulators. Don't regulate. So you, you, and I know this for a fact from somebody who tried to make a podcast at Studio Twenty One called um, Realtors. I forget what it was. Realtors yeah. need something or whatever. Um, they, Some closure was need there closure. closure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't use it. Realtor is actually owned a trademark term by the National Association of Realtors. Um, you can be a real estate broker, but you can't be a realtor. And onesie, a onesie that a, a child would wear a onesie. I have a onesie. Mm-hmm. Do you have the brand onesie or no. somebody that? You, I got the. It's it's one piece. You thing. got you got the trap. Goes door. all the way down and and has footies in it and and yeah, I got the Doctor Dent's, door. which I think Doctor Dent's is also trademarked. Hmm. Yeah, um, we all know the Super Bowl thing, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But how about ping pong? Ping pong. There's a difference between ping pong and. T- Table tennis. Ping pong is trademarked by Parker Brothers. Anybody else is table tennis. So if you buy their version, it's ping pong. Anybody else is table tennis. But you'll call every one of them ping pong like a Q-tip. Same deal, right? Mm -hmm. Guy Fieri's name. He trademarked his name. And if you notice the commercials right now that somebody opens the refrigerator door and he goes, Guy Fieri. It's all trademarked, and it's beginning the process of Guy Fieri as one word, basically, boom, is a trademark well, now. Bobby, also, Bobby Flay just quit Food Network. They, really? just, no, they no. wouldn't give him more money than uh, Guy Fieri. R- really? Yeah, he said, I'm out. Okay. Flavortown, which is another mm. Guy Fieri. That's him. And Zippo lighters. The click sound when you open a Zippo lighter is trademarked by Zippo. Mm-hmm. No other lighter company can come out in there. And use the Zippo sound? Make that, if they're, if they're, like if this lighter, you clicked it and it made that sound, it's not allowed. And I wonder if DuPont with the ping, mm. that that does it, I, I don't know. I tried to find it and I couldn't find it, but uh, that's the way it is there too. Another term that's trademarked is uh, three-peat. Mm. It was mentioned by Byron Scott, a Lakers player, and the coach went out and trademarked winning three championships in a row is a three-peat. Can we trademark the poll question of the week? Uh, we should try. All right, let's try to do that. It's time for the poll question of the week, and it's brought to you by Victor Sinclair. And the question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And this week we asked, based on a conversation I had with a few customers uh, when do you smoke your cigars from the care package? And uh, this would probably bother Dave, but only 40% of you wait to smoke along with the show. But that is the most. Do they have the option to smoke them after the show? Well, I, the other option is I save them, which would be after the show. Okay. And the other is as soon as I get them. Uh, but it was at 40, 40% I wait to smoke along with the show. 34% I save them. 25% as soon as I get them. Hmm. And I'll buy and I'll buy her for two guys smoke shop thinks that the forty uh, percent of the people that they said buy they smoke it's along a good deal, but it's really a product. Food. Said that to be polite. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a I, blind study. It's not. Who cares? 
I care. I think no. I think the numbers. I think the numbers are accurate. Is my point. I don't think that people are saying, "Oh, let me just be polite and say I'm smoking along with the show." They're not. It messes the whole thing up if you're not accurate on the Mm -hmm. on the poll question Mm -hmm. of the week. You got to go on there. You can go even on there right now because the new one's up there. You have new questions there. You can go to thecigarauthority.com on the right hand side. There's a graphic for the versus question of the week. Go ahead and let us know what you think. Um, originally, it was going to be a Christmas-based question, but I was told it's too early to ask Christmas questions. Yeah, wait till after Halloween. So uh, <laughs> that'll be the first week after Halloween. By law, even though some of our Christmas lights have already been um, put on, but they don't light up, right? Barry, don't you think you do. could ask a Thanksgiving question before you jump to Christmas? Yeah, you bring something to somebody's house. Do you do take, you take it home? It? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Some people do. <laughs> if they don't eat it all. Some people do You had don't. one shot to eat it, and you didn't eat it. Back to that. Uh, upcoming shows next week. Who are the influencers in the cigar industry? We have a couple of them here. Me. And we're going to have one on the show. You think you're an influencer? I think I used to be an influencer. Yeah. Well, you you got, say, now you got the cigar. Well, now, now we're free? a collective group of influencers. Yeah. It's no longer just about me. So we're going to go over them. We're going to bring one of the influencers on, somebody I think that's an influencer, and uh, we'll talk to him and, and uh, see, see his uh And it, it has the potential of being the best show ever because you may or may not be here. So, yeah? I don't know, Dave. Yeah, you were supposed to land at 9 a.m., and they've already delayed your fight to 11 a.m. Yeah. It's a 45-minute ride from- uh, And I got to clear customs. You got to clear customs, get your bags. So I'll be here. But will I miss a little bit? Yeah. It's possible. I think you're going to pull in A.J. Fernandez. Yeah? yeah. Dave, uh, Jim Collison says that maybe he's going to ring a bell at the start of his podcast. Are you going to have to sue him? Or? No, no. I'm, you're I'm, all for it? I'm all for it. And we just rang a bell when we just did the last segment. Another bell happened. That would be if, he sends, if he sends us a video of him doing a push-up, he can ring the bell as often <laughs> as he That would make him a hypocrite. Didn't he say to get rid of the cowbell? Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. he knows the power he knows it, of yeah, it. The power of the cowbell. Yeah. The power of the Very bell. Very powerful. I have... I have bells. We have bells going all the way. The power of the bell compels you. It gets your attention, right? It's time for this, and you do it. Somebody says something, there's bells going off. And, and I hear it when there's no bells going off. There's always bells going off in my head. You don't want to be part of this, just so uh, you, don't. you know. Yeah, you don't want to do it. Um, what else do we have coming? Um, October 30th, what does it cost to get into the cigar industry? A lot. So we have a new manufacturer, Mickey Pegg, mm. that started a little over a year ago. He's been in the cigar industry in many aspects, but he started his own brand. I want to get into what does it really cost? Because I get that question asked all the time of what, is it, what, what does that cost? I know how much bands are. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the fancy ones. Fancy bands. Um, but... He did it from zero. You know, me, it's adding another brand and adding on to it. But we're talking about a real startup from from uh, beginning to end. It'd be interesting to hear what it is. Uh, November 6th is the launch of the Black Friday. We have uh, Renee Lorenzo coming up here. Uh, and Matt Tobacco is going to join us on that show, too. Um, launch of the Black Friday. Mm. Also, um, with the, the, the night before, Friday night. We're doing Brinner. <laughs> Brinner is breakfast at dinner. I tried to pull this off. <laughs> this will be the second time. Yeah, how did it go the first time? We had it. It was the only time we ever had to cancel an event. Yeah, and this all is- three of those people have signed up for this event now. So <laughs> we are getting a mulligan. Yeah, it's it. It is not what 
Brett, did you get I, your I, ticket to the Brenner? Come on. He's smiling and shaking his head. No, it's a loser, right? It's who doesn't I, like to have a pancake for dinner? I never like to have a pancake. Really? I hate him. And when it's not just going to be a pancake. Well, what else you be, got going? We're going to have pancakes only because he's one of his brand is hotcakes. So we yeah. have hotcakes. Well, do you got sausages? Yes. Well, it's going to be all good. Listen, some I'm a of the fat bacon, guy. You, but you're going to love it. Eggs? Expensive bacon. Any eggs? We'll do something, right? Why are you looking at me? Because you're going to be cooking the Yeah, I don't <laughs> know how cakes. I got roped into this. Well, you may not. Yeah, but Jonathan Cooking. doesn't start selling. It's, it's, Jonathan Cooking isn't a selling point. You got till I get back. Right. Well, you but, got the Blackstone. That's why you're doing yeah. it, right? Yeah, but fourth place meatballs. Yeah. Oh, as long as there's no meatballs, Dave, I'll go. All right. Uh, there's another ticket not sold. There we go. <laughs> Just go in. All right, so that's upcoming shows. Let's talk about the Perdomo Habano, Connecticut right now. It is, there is some spice to it that you, I'm picking up from that Nicaraguan tobacco, but it is not a pepper bomb like some cigars that he puts out. Some of his sun-grown stuff is a lot more aggressive. I'd say it's milder than his champagne. Mm. Without question, it's mild, mellower. No. Without question. I should say that some people that, Go to the champagne. They, they think say it's, it's going to be mild. They say it's a little too heavy for yeah. me as a Connecticut. It is. It, it's up mm-hmm. there, and, and, and this one is a little little less than that. So maybe this is the go-to if you're looking for a milder Connecticut. You mm-hmm. love the champagne. It's got, it's got a lot Still of that Still a ton of flavor. Right. I'm going to make the argument for some people that listen to our show. They always complain when we smoke the care package cigar in the second hour. With this being so much milder than the cigar bar. We probably should have gone with this first. So let me ask you that. If this is so much milder, what number is this? Two. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> we got a four from Jonathan. He's holding four. four fingers up. It's a four. So then how much was the, um, how, how strong was the? That was a five. Go with an eight. <laughs> you just, oh, you, on this is an eight? No. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a four. This is a four, mm. but um, the Aladino was an eight. Mm. It says it's a nine on the package, but I'd say it's an yes. eight. And usually we're two off, we're three off on this, so you're not given its rightful number. It's, you're the one that you are overestimating. You should be saying a strength. six. You, you underestimate. You can't you smoke I, eights on the regular, and you can chain smoke those. There's your evidence. That's only the fourth one I've had. Some, one, two years ago. Mike one. the Pepino in the chat room says it's a two or three. <laughs> The Habano. Yes, but yeah, somebody crazy. named Timmers agrees with you that it's a four. So uh-huh. smoke smoke a Macanudo, a smoke. Yeah, it's a one. Yeah. Something got to be a one. And this would be a two? No, this is a four. Okay. I'm the one that said two. Barron's is over <laughs> here. He's the wrong one. Whiskey Miser comes in at four. So he's, he's got, but he's not smoking he's got a great with, palate. He's not smoking with us right now. All right. Let's go to break. When we come back, how to avoid trademark issues. How to avoid them. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Drew Estate is about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live show on the company's Facebook Live page, facebook.com forward slash Drew Estate Cigar, Drew Estate announced that it will be holding a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during upcoming Freestyle Live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan 
to be announced during the February 17, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. During each of the company's three upcoming Freestyle Live events, October 15th and November 11th in 2021, and January 20 of 2022, the company will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners from each of these three shows will create the contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win that grand prize, Bitcoin. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Society of Tourism. 
Going to have to ask you to finish your conversations before the show starts. All right, we're back. I just had to look something up. Um, I have the information on Brinner, somebody was asking. Uh, Brinner, a fusion of breakfast and dinner featuring hotcakes for Brinner and to smoke, because obviously we're going to have the HVC hotcakes. Renee Lorenzo will be there, and it's the worldwide launch of the 2021 Black Friday Cigar. Brinner includes all you can eat, plus hotcake cigars and the Black Friday pre-release. Uh, meet and greet and smoke with Rainier and specials and deals on all his cigars. And that's going to be Friday, November 5th, 6 to 9 p.m. It's $39 uh, to do it. It's happening here right at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. 39 bucks, and uh, hopefully that's going to happen. See, I like, I like a pancake with uh, butter, salt, and pepper. A more of a savory kind of salt and pepper. On a a salt and pepper. What the hell is wrong with you? You're tasting some smoke, you fucking asshole. That's unacceptable. Um, all right. Um, so I'm going to the Dominican Republic for five days, 10 factories in five days. And, mm. and that's five days includes the, the travel on both ends. So it's really three days that I'll be there. 10 factories landing back Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. I got to clear customs. and I got to drive back up here. The show is going to start at 12 noon no matter what. I may be a little late. Oh, I may man. not show you up at all. Talk about Maduro, Dave, if you come in late. It, you don't handle being the, late very well. No, and they changed the flight. They moved it up two hours because it would have been no problem. But now two hours you later can't just than fly that. in a, on a red eye like a man? I took every flight I could possibly do. That, that's it. I got to mm-hmm. leave from the Dominican Republic and <clears throat> get back here at... It is what it well, is. Well, Jonathan, if he doesn't show, let's let's try to stretch the show to an hour or 45. Yeah, see if you can do that, <laughs> will you? Um, okay, get to your mailbags. So I, I had I had a, a few good mailbags, but uh, there were three that I think are standouts this week. And What's what, the prize? The prize is, and uh, this the email, same thing. the best it's email the last one, I is think. brought to you by. We say that every week. Romeo and Julieta. Come on, Romeo and Julieta. Let's switch it up if it. it this Although, week's prize will include a pen, a, play, a deck of playing cards, a Bluetooth speaker, and a cigar band bank. The last week for this prize. This is the last week. Do you yes. promise? Well, they're sending us more. There's a chance they can send us more <laughs> of the same because they wait to the last possible minute to send us more stuff. Don't interrupt this email either, Dave. The following That's message was submitted <laughs> through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject line is winner, winner, fried chicken, dinner hello gentlemen and mr jonathan let me start off by saying i agree 100 percent with mr jonathan that if chicken is fried it's called fried chicken now that my email on this now that my email is on the show let me get to the more important parts of this email dave stop bashing lancero so much maybe they wouldn't look so weird in your fat fingers if those beet <laughs> candies would have actually worked. But in all wow. seriousness, medicine your show <laughs> is what keeps me sane with my 50,000 plus miles I drive as a realtor each year. You can't say that. That's no, trademark. He might be a he's part a, of the He's a real estate agent. He so, might be a realtor. Yeah. So thank you for the great cigar knowledge and entertainment. P.S. I absolutely love the band bank and would love to have one. Wow. Hashtag Barry and Dave Drybank. Now that I have, one, agreed with Mr. J to get on the show, two, bash Dave to get the humor, three, dry bag for the prize, I believe I have constructed the perfect winning email. Again, thanks for all you guys do. Congrats on 600, and can't wait for at least 400 more from Sean. 
the Cigar Authority so, football winner. I will say when I went into Dave's office yesterday, he was smoking an El Wawense Lancero. I was. So he's a football winner. What does that mean? He, uh, I'm sorry. Fa- the TCA fantasy football winner. We had done the fantasy football game thing. No. Right? Who is this? Sean. He's part of the current fantasy football league that I'm running on MeWe's with 10 I people. don't know anything about this. All right, well, he's... We weren't invited to this. You guys yeah, don't like sports. Still. This is the I, second time, by the way. That's strike two. You don't like football. You like strike tight ends, but you don't like football. two for not inviting me to shit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Jamie writes with respect to a proposal. I'm a married man who spends too much money on cigars. With Mr. Jonathan being single, I was wondering what the spouse discount is at Two Grass Cigars. If it's high enough... I may consider a lifestyle lifestyle change. Picks available oh. upon request. All right, that's funny. <laughs> I find that amusing. <laughs> All right, uh, and there is, is no the, spouse discount, by the way. And this is the third. This is the final. third, and I believe this is this is mm-hmm. the number one. Uh, following message submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Coffee survey. You all have absolutely lost your minds. Coffee is a disgusting old man drink. I work overnights and drink water or Red Bull because bitter motor oil was never a flavor meant to be consumed by humans, much like grass or mild cigars. Other than having broken taste buds on beverages, keep up the good work. P.S. Hot chocolate is way better with cigars. P.P.S. When Dave says a cigar has a strength of nine, it's really a five. Horrible. That comes in last. Yeah, number one. Is number the one. Winner. Number one. Gary? I kind of wanted to disqualify him for saying any chicken is fried. Uh, but yeah, it was the best email. Yeah. Boy, were you crazy? He's out of his mind. That wouldn't have even made my, my list of reading it. <laughs> you the guy that me? proposed to you was better than that. The <laughs> guy that proposed was pretty good. Well, yeah, number go. one. Number one was Sean. Sean, I'll reach out to you on the MeWees. And he earned it, too. He tried to get all the, the things in there. He, he had a lot of the good yeah, elements. Yeah, that was good. So the after show, the after show, we're talking about uh, what we did on Clubhouse, which was talk about what's smoking good right now. Oh, yeah. Right? So that was interesting. We got a lot of information from our uh, listeners on Clubhouse. And uh, yeah, I'm not, know, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to coming on because of all the nasty things you said to me right. and about me with respect to uh, cigars that I picked. All or, right, or good. maybe it's busy downstairs. Yeah, it's busy. It's busy. Whatever. Okay, so how to avoid trademark infringement? Choose a brand name that may be more complicated than you think. If you accidentally select a name that's too. F- Similar to another brand, the company can (coughs) sue you for trademark infringement. Trademark infringement is when a business uses the name, logo, domain name, and other business without authorization and similar to potential confusion to consumers, as we said. The court court is typically um, the first to compare the two trademark similarities. So here are five steps a small business owner can follow to avoid trademark infringement lawsuit. Number one, do the research. It's so easy. Uh, Before you settle on a name, be sure it is not already trademarked. You can find that at the U.S. 
Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, we told you USPTO.org. .gov. 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 And uh, you see if there's something similar. And if there is, just go to the next thing. Go to the next thing. And while you're doing that, you'll get ideas as you mm-hmm. go through it. So it's a, it's a good thing to go through just for fun anyway. Uh, what some of these things I did when looking up these, I can't believe they're trademarked. Yeah. Uh, enlist help. Consider hiring a trademark attorney. I've done both, and it's it's a few hundred bucks, and it's probably a, a good way to go, especially your first time doing it. Um, they have access to other databases, not just the USPTO, and they can include state trademarks, records, and common law marks. So that'll take that off the off the board. Number three, consider general liability insurance. Mm. which I am now covered on because I've got enough scares, right? Um, If you are sued for trademark infringement, general liability insurance can help pay your legal expenses, including attorney fees, expert witness testimony, court fees, and settlement or judges if you lose the case. So uh, especially if you're going to do a lot of these things, uh, not a bad idea to have a little uh, balloon going in your insurance thing for that also. Uh, register your trademark. You should also consider protecting your own intellectual property. You've established a logo, a name, a trade. This is that you've already done, and you say, I never trademarked my thing. Maybe you want to consider doing it. Take the steps to protect that trademark by registering your trademark. And you're talking all in maybe a grand with, with the legal fees include. If you think it's worth it, you want to do it by yourself, you can do it as little as like three, $400. Sure. Uh, five, document your findings. In case of disputes, timestamps on documentation is important for your case. If you provide documentation to prove exactly when you registered your trademark, when you had it in first use, all those things, it can help in case you're sued by another newer company that comes in much later of the So those are five ways to just protect yourself and get yourself ready for battle. Uh, this is going to come to full fruition right before the trade show, at the trade show, each and every year at the cigar trade show, or any trade show of any industry things that people are going around looking for it. I know a guy that was actually hired by Fuente, and his job is to go around and look and see if there's any trademark infringement. Hmm. And he gets paid by them to do that, and that's what he does. So they're out there looking. It's their job to protect their trademark. So that's what's going on. Right now it's time to ask the Dawn by Don Raphael. It's time to ask the Dawn, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Don Raphael Cigars are premium cigars. They're mellow and smooth. Premium. They're built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Raphael Cigars. And uh, this week's question is, is there anything wrong with flavored cigars? Taste. To each, or, their, to each their own. Or infused cigars, well, however you want to look at it. One thing is that state after state are outlawing them. So that's, that's one thing. You have to, you're going to, depending where you live, uh, it's going to be an issue. And I think eventually it goes, I've been saying it for a long time, that it's going to go nationwide. It's been a lot slower than I did because some of these guys in the flavor market, let's say Drew Estate, for instance, which is owned by Swisher, um, they have 
their whole business, not the whole business, but I would say 90% of their business or more is in that category, and they have a lot of money, and they're going to fight it and drag it on as long as they can, but you can see it, it's losing. For um, Newport and Cool Cigarettes, mm-hmm. menthol cigarettes, to be outlawed in the state of Massachusetts, if they couldn't stop it, what makes you think that that's going to do it? You as a consumer, hey, go into... We talk in the show about premium cigars, and a premium cigar, as defined, is no flavor characteristics. We, we mention characteristics that tobacco has, but no artificial ingredients added. If you think that vanilla cigar you're smoking has real vanilla in it, it doesn't. It's just a chemical, as is a flavored burning candle, a, a, yeah, a vanilla-flavored candle, there's no vanilla in that candle. It's burning chemicals. Mm-hmm. It's not good for you. All that said, a lot of premium cigar smokers got their start with some sort of infused or flavored product, and they transitioned slowly over maybe to a sweet cap and then into mild cigars, and then they become full-fledged cigar smokers. So I don't think there's anything wrong with if you can get them, smoke them. And, and since a few people asked, uh, the cigar bar goes on sale Monday at 10 a.m. at twoguyscigars.com. That was such Eastern a great time. Eastern time. Barry. Yeah. And while you're at it, you can pick up a Cigar Authority cookbook. Please. Um, Dave, Tom Criswell likes your pronunciation of the word subsidiary. Subsidiary. Yeah, it's like subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Did I even say that word? Yes. Yeah, I think you did say subsidiary. Yeah. You, said you, out, were, you, you were said reading. You were paying attention. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Cigar Authority Cookbook. Uh, it's out and ready to go. You can buy it on the cigarauthority.com. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Noble. You can go to any of those things. But go to cigarauthority.com because the, we give the money to charity, to Ironstone Farms. That's ironstonefarm.org, and you'll see all about that great organization. But we're talking 120-page cookbook. Um, all the old folks that used to be on the Cigar Authority, like Tommy Grella, Gentleman Chuck Morris, and Old Far Freddy, they're in there. All the manufacturers uh, are in there and did, did the recipe inside. We got Kyle Malone, mm-hmm. uh, the mailman. He, he's in there. Um, Nesta Miranda, uh, Rocky Patel, uh, just Janine Perdomo um, did something. Rafael Nadell. Nadell. He it, always eats well. And yeah. gentlemen, if your wife tells you that you need to cook dinner more often, just cook Jonathan's fourth place meatballs and she'll never ask oh, you to cook again. Barry, I was going to say, <laughs> I cut that page out of the cookbook in case my wife were to try to make it. <laughs> the um, Your right. recipe, did you cook that cake last The cake, week? you like it. The carrot cake. I am going to do it. I All am right. going to do it. I'm not going to do it this week. I got too much no. going on. But uh, I, I'm going to do it because it was great. Mr. Jonathan ate a second slice of that. I was in a sugar in coma. In less than a second. And he was no good the rest of oh, the day. Hurt. Yeah. Which, I and I told you, get it out of here. Leave. Yeah, but you, you should have left me another piece because <laughs> I, I dreamt of it. It was, it was so delicious. Good. It was, it was delicious. It was so good. There's great recipes inside there. There's funny recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I honestly thought that would be doing a lot better than it's doing. It's you would a, think, huh? Yeah, it's been a slow start on that. Um, we still have the first 500 books. 
Huh. Although they're selling some on Barnes and Noble and stuff, th- their own books and stuff, but offer us five hundred. We're still sitting on some of them, so uh, come and get them. Okay, it's time for the classic three-way. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as a dollar fifty, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. (coughs) Uh, Dave, before you start... Paul Kraft says he still wants his cookbook autographed. He's willing to pay $100. Now, we'll do that for anybody, right? Yeah, autograph? We'll, we'll autograph it for free, and you can donate if any they extra order you it want. Online, just put autograph in the comment, and then we'll, we'll do a stack of them. Anybody okay. can have an autograph. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's for a charity. All I'm right. willing to sign. You're our champion. Ed from last week? I don't think I was. You weren't. No, I was. Mr. Jonathan Yeah, was. it was a disappointment to you. You were. Yeah. You were. I, I had you all set up a good Yeah, you music tried questions. to help me, and I, I'm beyond help. All right, I got four questions and one tiebreaker. Today's October 16th. Mr. Jonathan, born today, Suzanne Marie Summers. Suzanne oh, Summers. Thigh Master. Thigh Master, American actress, singer, businesswoman, health spokesperson. She appeared on the television show as Chrissy Snow on Three's Company. Christmas Snow was actually her name it was. on that show. Born what year? 1959. 59, he says. 46. 46. 1950. 50. Two points to Barry Stein. 46 is correct. Barry owns the Thigh Master. Little known <laughs> fact. She's in my uh, search history. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, goes over to Barry. Gilligan's Island's TV plot was filmed in 1964 and was first shown on TV on TBS for the first time ever. When? CBS, you mean? TBS. Oh. So reruns. So the reruns. The first time it was ever shown on TBS. Turner Broadcast System. The, system. the first Which, pilot episode never aired. Ah, oh, okay. In 1964. It was first shown on TBS for the first time ever. 93. 93. Uh, 1984. 84. 1990. 90. We'll take the point, Mr. Jonathan. 1992. So I probably never saw that first one. No. And the Professor and Mary Ann wouldn't be in the song at They wouldn't that be in point. the song. So that's they were point. part of the and the and, rest. And the exactly. rest. And the rest. And the rest goes to Mr. Jonathan, uh, goes to Ed Sullivan right now. In Boston, Massachusetts, the first modern hotel in America opened. It was the Tremont Hotel. Really? And had 170 fruit. 170 rooms and rented for $2 a day hmm. that include four meals. Four. Four. What year was that? Uh, 1742. 1742. 1640. 1640. 1803. 1803 for the point. It's 1829. What? There Barry. was nowhere to stay before that? Nowhere. Just bed and breakfasts. Not a modern hotel. Hot cakes. 
With oh, salt and pepper. I, I hate the bed and breakfast. They have those little beds. You know, it's an antique bed, and your feet hang on. Yeah, why do they have to make it antique-ish? I always say to my wife, I don't want to stay in a place with doll beds. We have one question left. Barry is winning three to one to zero. Ed Sullivan, you are falling off the deep end. I've kind of lost it. Used to be got, so. You good. never no. cared ever. No, I didn't. Mr. Jonathan, you have one point two to tie. It's over to you. Born Michael Blazery. Anything? Michael Jordan. Michael Richards. Michael Sphinx. Flea. Mm. The bassist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, widely considered one of the greatest rock bassists of all time. He was born today. What year, Mr. Jonathan? 1967. 67. 68. 68. 1962. 62. Two points, Ed Sullivan. But Barry is the winner. You came in last place, Mr. Jonathan. Thank you. I can last see that. Last place. Why does that bring me joy? I, I don't, don't know. know. Just like his meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it brings me joy. Jonathan has last place balls. So, trademarks. Trademarks in the cigar industry. There's a lot of issues with mm-hmm. it. Did anybody learn anything today? I learned a lot. Yeah. I don't want to be involved. I did a lot of research on it. Yeah. So, it just didn't come easy. I, no, no. You I dug crap. into it. I don't know if anybody cared or did anything, but it needed, needed to be said. Well, that's the thing is that. When somebody says, you know, someone will come up with an idea and they'll say, you know, you guys should do this. And you look it up and it it already exists. Somebody Mm. did it. I don't think anybody did this. So we're always looking for ideas of shows also. At 12 years in, 600 episodes, we try not to repeat ourselves except for our annual things like um, the annual stuff we do. Predictions and Cigar of the Year and things like that. The survey. Yeah. So uh, if you got any ideas, throw them in, and if it's if it's a real good one and it's part of um, the um, best emails of the week, you could possibly even win a prize at something you different. Could. Something different next week. I hope it's good, and I, I hope I am here for the show. People were a fan of the band bank, not so much the soccer ball. So Correct. We'll see what what next week. Yeah, brings. I don't know. Maybe the- they'll do a combination between the two, and they'll call it a spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> you just slip it in the ball? Not really. No? No. A belt that holds the bands, maybe? Dave always liked his belt that held a beverage. Yes, the I bev do. The belt. <laughs> still did. has that. Yeah. I do. I got to bring that back out. You bring it back. Yeah. You could have an a- have he got ashtray. It. Oh, he got it right? for Christmas and then ordered like 40 of them to give away at the anniversary party. <laughs> And we were like, it doesn't really tie in. He goes, I have an idea. And that was the year that everybody that got eliminated got a prize. Yeah. And that was one of the prizes, the Bev Belt. Huh. Yeah. More information on next year's anniversary party. Uh, we got lots of events all, all coming up. Lots of things, Cigar Authority things. Uh, oh, we yeah. got two different things coming. I got a um, an event. Um, I'll bring up uh, just... Don't want to bring too much stuff in while right. we're trying to sell Brinner. So next week is it. I'm going to come back, and we're going to make a call on this Brinner thing. So uh, I thought Jonathan committed to getting that sold. He said he was going to. And I said, you none got of to, this, none of these conversations ever happened. None of them. No? All right. Mm. Uh, final thoughts here on the Perdomo Habano, Connecticut. Uh, it's not my go-to Perdomo. I prefer the sun-grown Toro of this. Uh, this one's a little on the light side for me, but 
listen, it, it's performing well, it draws well, it burns well, it sells unbelievably well. This is now my favorite. Mm. This is now my favorite. I would go to Champagne more often than anything else, and I just find the Champagne a little too heavy for me, yeah. and I don't think of this one. Why Habano? I think it's stronger, and it is milder, and it's a better product See, for I, me. I go to the Champagne because it's stronger, but also because I can get smaller range. Yeah, you got that Corona that you yeah. like. Yes. I do like that yeah. one. Yeah. And Barry? I'm still a fan of the Perdomo 10th Maduro. I mean, you guys are on the Connecticut oh, kick, it's but great. yeah, but this, this is what it is. That's my go-to. But if you're talking to Connecticut's, I like the BBA better. How about the the Connecticut twentieth? It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned the, uh, a little sneak peek into the uh, after show. I don't think we mentioned it, but somebody mentioned the Torpedo Connecticut Perdomo twentieth. Mm. Yes, I had one on Friday. Fire. So it, it's almost a forgotten one for me too. Yes. And I have to, I have to relive that. Maybe of course later today. you can go over to the Garofalo, Garofalo Connecticut Which line. Is mild. I, I often get uh, yes. the torpedo because yeah. I just like his torpedoes. Yeah. yeah, he's got the best. He's got the best. Okay, that's it for today's show. Next week, does anybody influence you on buying anything when it comes to cigars? Who are the influencers in the cigar industry? Let's name names. Let's come up with uh, who the people that are influencing. I predict a lot of arguing. Yeah? All right. Tune in for that. Joining us will be one of the influencers, I believe. And uh, I'm leaving that unknown, and you'll be surprised when you see uh, who we're going to bring on. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible that you learned something this week, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.